Summer camp is a magic place where kids discover who they are because they have the freedom to explore on their own. Y Camp at Horse Thief Reservoir is a sleepaway camp in the heart of Idaho's wilderness. Each summer, campers make friends, build new skills, and learn to love the outdoors through activities like canoeing, archery, zip lining, rock climbing, campfires, and more. Registration for Y Camp at Horse Thief Reservoir is open. Financial assistance is available. Learn more at ycampidaho.org. Hello and welcome to the Green Industry Podcast. This show is all about helping lawn care and landscape professionals take their businesses to the next level. Join us as we chat with green industry leaders to discover best practices and practical strategies to maximize profits. Now, here's your host, Paul Jamison. Hey, what's up, friends? Today on the show, we got Jason Rolltide Creole. What's up, Jason? Uh, not much. Roll Tide, I think we're going for number 18 this year. 18 championships for those of you that have other things to do besides watch football. SEC country. You're in the heart of SEC country today over here right outside of Atlanta next to uh, Douglasville, Georgia. Yeah, another disappointing year for Georgia. Yeah. Hey, well, <laughs> I'm a Buckeyes fan, man. We could I know, be. I we know. could be seeing – last time we saw you all in the playoffs, Ezekiel Elliott was giving Nick Saban that – uh, thing on his forehead. That yeah. vein was popping out watching Zeke yeah. run up and down the field. Congrats on that big win versus Indiana. That was impressive. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I think we got Northwestern this weekend. So. Uh, I'll tell you what, Tough. a championship game that I knock off the I don't even know what their mascot is. Uh, Northwestern, I don't know either. Wildcats? <laughs> yeah, that's it. There you go. So uh, you are. We're here at Graham. Uh, tell us a little bit. Where where are we at? We are in Douglasville, Georgia. Graham Spray Equipment. I've I've uh, been buying my spray rigs from these guys, and they asked me to come over and and shoot some videos. And so you know, fortunately, it's not too far of a drive for me. I was over here in about an hour and thirty minutes this morning. I'm, of course, I'm on Central Time. You guys are living on the East Coast, so I'd get up early to meet them at eight a.m. Oh wow. And uh, it's freezing today, man. Yeah, they put a short sleeve shirt on me, but I'm trying to survive. Yeah. So you uh, launched the Fertilization and Weed Control Academy. Uh, it's live now, huh? Last time we chat, you were just about to launch it. And now it's it's out there. Yeah. So I've been putting this together for about a year, trying to to think what can I do online. You know, as I've sort of shifted my own business to to weed control and fertilization, I thought now a lot of my audience has shifted to that, and I thought I need to have some kind of thing out there to offer them to those who want to get into it because I know I get asked all the time, you know, how to get started in weed control and fertilization. There's not necessarily a lot of training material on the internet to teach somebody to do it. So I put been working on it for over a year, and we did launch it. And uh, basically, the way I decided to put it together, you know, you got the, the course that you can buy, the Weed Control and Fertilization Academy, and I include a bunch of conference videos and marketing videos and all kind of documents like putting together your program, pricing schedule, everything. And then for those of you that like to be a little bit more interactive, what I'm doing is a, I've got 20 spots. 19 now. 
I've got 19, 19 because I got a guy that is is taking the first spot. And I sent it out on email yesterday, and I had a couple people reply to that. Put, put your mic by like your coach statement. There you go. Yeah, there you I go. had a <clears throat> I sent out an email yesterday. Had a couple uh, people respond to that that are interested in it. But basically, it's a it's eight week program. So they'll they'll get all the courses and all the documents and everything. They'll get that immediately. But then starting in March, I've got. 19 spots left and we're going to walk through this training for eight weeks so in a, in a private facebook group we'll go live stream once a week and for those of you you know want to have the interactive setting and to be in this private facebook group where you can kind of get some support as you continue in your weed control journey because you know truth be told even though the course is very detailed and i go through a lot of information you just can't answer everything that everybody's going to run into in a in a video course. And then sometimes people just want to be interactive and they want to see, uh, have me on there talking and, and they can interact with me live. So that's the other option. The The course is 397 and the, uh, the program, which includes the course, the live interactive thing is 997. So that's what we're doing. And we'll try to offer that twice a year. And that's coming up in March of 2021. That's for those right. Listening in real time. That's and right. I'll keep you guys posted on the show. Uh, right now, there's still 19 spots left, but as we're getting closer, we'll definitely let you know. Um, I, you know, this is something I wish I would have had when I was starting off. I just actually wrote my first book. It's coming out in 2021, and I wrote all the mistakes I made, and that's because I just didn't have the knowledge, and I was out there making these mistakes. And so if you can spend $1,000 to, good Lord, to, to learn all the things not to do and to learn the right way to do it, it the, the ROI on that is outrageous. I mean, I would... I would blow a thousand bucks on a, you know, I'd quote an $18,000 job and, you know, lose money on the job yeah. because I didn't I know what I was doing. And I thought, oh man, you know, I remember my first $15,000 job. I was like, this wasn't fertilizer and weed control. Uh, this was, you know, actual inst- uh, re- remodeled a whole property. You know what I mean? And I thought 15,000, you know, I'm strutting around like I'm a big shot. And then you run the math afterwards and I spent $17,000 yeah. two weeks and the guy's still mad. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. But it's because I didn't have the knowledge. I was out there learning it through the school of hard knocks. And so if you go to college, you know, it's two, $3,000 a semester or more, depending on where you go to, to just invest this money it's so smart and in, in, in your niche. So, well, I was talking to the grand people today and that we're talking about spray rigs and they're saying, you know, you can buy this spray rig for 10 to $13,000, you know, one like I've got. And they said, but the, the thing makes you a thousand dollars every day, you know, and he told me a bigger, a Zuzu truck with this bigger spray rig. He said, the guy who buys this, he makes $2,400 a day, every day. You know, so it's kind of like, yeah, you spend a thousand. If you make a thousand dollars in one day, and that's all in your investment is tax deductible. You know, it, anyway, it just it's just a business decision. Yeah, and I think as business owners, we gotta we gotta live frugal because if I'll talk to guys and they're like, oh, well, I just can't afford it, Paul. And I'm like, if I actually could say, hey, well, send me your bank accounts from last year, and I'll go through there and I'll see Netflix and NFL Ticket and Starbucks and Dunkin' Donuts. I'm I'll, I'll find a thousand bucks real yeah. fast yeah. on stupid things that we spend money on that aren't they're luxuries and they're they're okay if you have the margin in your life. If you want to go to the movies or go to whatever, that's cool. But if you're trying to build a business, it's smart to reinvest. And we're even talking off air about social media things and, and learn, you know, even as a podcaster, I'm always, you know, look at all these gadgets. I, I'm just ROI. I'm, I'm investing in the best of the best equipment. 
because it, it creates the best of the best podcast. And so I, I see the ROI on that. Well, hey, let's do this. Uh, we got to pay the bills. Speaking of paying the bills, let's kick it over to Mr. Producer uh, to play today's show sponsors. And we'll be back with Jason Roll Tide Creole. And the Green Industry Podcast returns in just a moment. Hi, friends. It's Mr. Producer. We all know how important it is to keep our feet comfortable and dry while cutting that grass and making that cash. Cujo has created a special yard shoe that is a tough hybrid work shoe, merging boot-like durable tread and water resistance with the flexibility and light weight of a breathable athletic shoe. It's built for a cool and comfortable hard day's work. You can order your pair of yard shoes by clicking on the Cujo link in today's show notes. And don't forget to save 10% with the promo code PAULS10. Again, that's promo code PAULS10. Are you ready to make some serious money this winter with snow and ice management services? Are you looking to position yourself as an industry professional and to protect your bottom line from issues like unstable salt prices? Don't get left out in the cold this winter. Head over to DebtFreeLandscaper.com to check out the highly sought-after commercial and residential snow plowing contracts. These agreements are available for Internet download and are easy to edit and make your own. DebtFreeLandscaper.com, the green industry's most professional resource for lawn and landscaping contracts, hiring employees and subcontractors, and where you'll find the same money-making commercial snow contract that numerous contractors like Brian Fullerton have used to dominate the snow and ice management industry. DebtFreeLandscaper.com Head over to DebtFreeLandscaper.com to get access to these incredible resources today and put yourself in a position to plow through the competition. Thanks for listening to the Green Industry Podcast. Once again, here's Paul Jameson. All right, guys, and we're back here with Jason. I was just telling him off air that our community has been asking for training on fertilization and weed control. And I actually called the turtle, Russell Skipper. I call him a turtle because he's moving slow on me. And I was like, hey, Russell. I said, let's make a course on um, how to do fertilization and weed control. He is the guy who actually takes care of the head coach of the Falcons and the captain of the Falcons. These are my customers that I trust Russell with. And uh, funny story, just got had the police called out. <laughs> He's on one of these properties. And, uh, and I'm not going to get into that story, but the police, they called the police on him because he didn't have his truck. And long story short, you can't be at these mansions and not, not be in a lettered truck and a golf shirt. They're going to wonder who is this guy out there in a hoodie. But anyway, <laughs> I asked Russell's like, Hey, can we make a, a training? Because people are asking me and that's more your expertise. And he's just kicking the can down the road. Like, yeah, of course let's do it. You know, and month by month goes by and we didn't execute on it. And then I was talking to you and you're like, Hey, I got a weed control fertilization program coming up. And I was like, bingo. I was like, Russell snooze and you lose. So yeah. I was like, Jason, you make it and I'll promote it for you, buddy. But how, let me ask you, just, just came to my mind. How, how do you get the yards of the head coach of the Atlanta Falcons? I mean, where do you get these relationships? I can't use calling. No. So here, here's how this whole thing started. You, this is a pleasure that you've never heard this story. So a lot of these guys live in a fancy neighborhood in Atlanta because it's conveniently located between the Mercedes-Benz Stadium. It used to be the Georgia Dome back when I was getting started. They moved across the street to Mercedes-Benz. I mean, it's like Alabama's second home. Yeah, that's right. I don't know if they ever lose there. <laughs> and then uh, the uh, what a, what a, that was where they had that Tua – Second and second and twenty six. <laughs> Thank you, national championship. So um, 
then they have flowery branches where they practice. So there's a neighborhood that's right in between their training facility and flowery branch, which is north of the city and, and their stadium. And so it's just real easy. It's right off the highway and it's really, you know, there's like 27 golf holes and a lake and it, it's high end living, million dollar plus homes. And so I was working in that neighborhood just because I picked the target market that I wanted to work in there. Not knowing, you know, I'd see Matt Ryan and these guys, but I never thought maybe one day they'd be my customers. I was just on the bottom of the totem pole. So we had this one property and um, they, these people are so rich. They bought this really nice home in the golf course neighborhood just so they could go there a few times a year to play golf at the fancy neighborhood. They live in uh, Silicon Valley in California. But that's how rich they are. It's just their vacation home. But literally, they'll go like four times a year. So they call me out to do the, the lawn maintenance. And I know that they're rarely ever there. Whenever they do come, they give me a heads up. So we make sure everything's perfect and the heat and air's on and all that. And so at the time I was working on Saturdays. So I said, let's do that yard on Saturday morning because no one's there. No one wants the blower mower going at 8am on Saturday morning. So we're doing their yard one day and I had to run over to the Home Depot. So I go to Home Depot and my worker, Robert, he calls me and he's like, Paul. And, and he's like, the lady next door is furious at us for, for, waking her up every morning. And, and he's like, she'd like to talk to you. And he hands the phone and whatever. She was upset. Like, why do you always come at 8 a.m. and wake us up? We're the neighbors. So I said, I'm so sorry. And I told um, Robert, I said, stop mowing the grass. I'll be right over. So I was picking up some supplies at Home Depot. I come back and I felt like I should go apologize and explain to them where we weren't trying to be rude. We were doing this yard because they're out of town. So I'm, I'm over there and I knock on the door and she answers. I said, ma'am, my name is Paul. I service next door. I wanted to personally apologize that we woke you up because we come here because they're not there. And I'm so sorry. It will never happen again. We'll shuffle our schedule. And she's like, thank you for the apology. And she was real sweet. And she's like, by the way, you did a great job over there with the remodel because we re remodeled. And she's like, you know, my guys, she was showing me things he wasn't doing. And so she's like, uh, Will you give us a quote? So I go to apologize. Next thing you know, she gives a quote. And I remember her saying, you know, we always have guests on the weekends for the football games. And, and a lot of times you guys wake up our guests. And so that's why we wanted to let you know. So I, I had that in the back of my mind. I'm like, oh, they have guests for football games. They must go to the Georgia Bulldogs games or something. I don't know. I just, I never thought about it. So I give them a quote. I started doing their job for a few weeks. And I remembered that piece of information that they have guests for the football game. So I figured they're football fans. So I'm out there, we're pruning the tree and her husband comes out and I, I met him and I'm just trying to small talk. So I said, Hey, I said, what football team do you like? Cause I knew they're, they like football. And he, he just kind of looked at me and, uh, I felt awkward and he's like the Atlanta Falcons. And I said, okay, cool. He's like, I'm the defensive coordinator. And I said, Oh, <laughs> I felt like an idiot. So he, um, they ended up becoming really good friends. And then he started referring me to a bunch of the guys on defense that would move in and, and he and the coaches and the players. And then we would just start doing them. And then I started getting guys from other teams because a lot of people moved to Atlanta that play for other teams. I had people from the Giants, Arizona Cardinals, um, Los Angeles Chargers, and Atlanta Falcons. And so then the... Um, he ended up going to another team. Then I got the new defense coordinator and then they fired the head coach, Dan Quinn. And then the defensive coordinator, Raheem Morris got promoted to head coach. So this is, it's a long story, but now that I'm in the network, they all just refer me. And that's why I'm so meticulous to always do a good job. Uh, I but you. Oh, was he the defensive coordinator when they <clears throat> kind of let that Super Bowl slip away that, a little bit? He, yes, but he didn't call that game, uh, 
he it was not his fault. Yeah. First of all, uh, Kyle Shanahan, who lives in that neighborhood, well, he's at the uh, 49ers now, but he he always lives in that neighborhood. And he thought I was his neighbor because Shanahan would come over and be like, hey, your dog's in my garage again. Because I was just always there and he just thought I was, anyway, so I'd go over and get the dog out of Kyle Shanahan's garage. He's the head coach of the 49ers now, but he should have run the ball. It wasn't the defense coordinator's fault, but the defense coordinator didn't call that game. Uh, Quinn was calling defense on that game. So it's, don't blame him. No, I'm not blaming yeah. him. I don't even know his name, but I just <clears throat> okay. I know that was an epic collapse. It yeah. wasn't Julio's it's fault. 20, now, 28 to 3. It wasn't Julio's it fault. It was not Julio's fault. I thought he was MVP, even though they lost. Yeah, it was 28 to 3, and they, they, they blew it. But the funny story about that the defensive coordinator. The, during that playoff run when they beat the Seattle Seahawks and then the Green Bay Packers, I drove his wife and her girlfriends down. They, they like to, you know, have a couple beverages before the game. So I'm the designated driver. So I would drive them down. We'd park next to Julio's Rolls Royce in the parking garage. It's pretty cool. You go down the, you know, Georgia Dome at the time and the, the state highway patrol guy will wave you in. You'll go into the special parking garage. They got these dogs that will walk around your cars. It was wild. I, I literally parked next to Julio Jones because after the game, we're sitting there talking. You were joking about it, but I'm, I'm literally, after the playoff game, you know, chatting with Julio and, and the coaches and whatnot. But um, I, had, I would have to drive the defensive coordinator home after the game. So I, I literally fasted and prayed during the game because I was like, I'm not driving him home if they lose. <laughs> I told the Lord, I was like, you, made, you helped the Falcons win because I'm not driving him home losing. Well, you know, Julio uh, has a Kia dealership in Tuscaloosa. Are you telling me he don't actually drive a Kia? No, he drives a Rolls Royce. Okay. Well, he, <laughs> a white Rolls Royce. He, he encourages others to get drive <laughs> Kias. He got a Rolls Royce. Yep. Julio Jones, baby. <laughs> So where, where were you talking about? You got that, me. I think this is a weed control uh, podcast, but anyway, yeah. you got me distracted. Don't blame it on me. Julio. Okay, back to fertilization and weed control. Um, what else did you want to share? March, it's coming up in March where you can get in 19 spots left where you'll get all, you already get all of the regular videos and you got some of your contracts and stuff in there? Yeah, so like people, when they start in weed control, one of the things that people don't know what to do is like, well, I'm, I'm supposed to start spraying Bermuda lawns or centipede or zoysia or St. Augustine or whatever. Well, they don't know what to spray or when to spray it. And, of course, some of that changes region to region. But, you know, you can kind of give some general principles. So we help them put together the program, show them, you know, the programs that I'm using on my lawns, help them with the pricing schedule. Because I, I, I talked to a guy yesterday at length, and he's like, I just don't know what to charge. You know, I, I kind of got some of my competitors to come price my yards, and they were priced all over the, the board, you know. So you give them a, a sample pricing chart. Again, it may need to be adjusted region to region, but people just don't know where to start, you know. So, so you, on your pricing chart, do you have the square footage and then the price? Is that how you break it down? Yeah, basically we price per per thousand square feet, and, and but that's not, you know, that's the primary factor. I tell people you got to at least consider though where the yard is. I mean, if it's twenty minutes out of the way, you can't price the same, in my opinion, as if it was your next door neighbor. And then if it's on a steep hill, I mean, I told the guy yesterday, I was like. I got like a $5 steep hill charge. Now, I'm not mm -hmm. going to tell the customer that, but if I got to walk up the side of that mountain, and because the same, because the reason, uh, one, I don't like walking up hills, but then two, you, you can't even put a fertilizer spreader on the hill, you know, because mm -hmm. you'll dump it over. So you got to put one of these chest mounted 
spreaders um, to, to fertilize. So, you know, you got to consider things like that. And what way, Jason, are you measuring the square footage of these properties? I, I, you know, either use a software or I measure them with a measuring wheel. But even if you use the software, I still want to go out there and look at it because it might not be the latest Google Earth image. You know, you go out there and you say, oh, but Google didn't know they laid an extra 10 pallets of sod last weekend, you know, and I'm so I've done quoted them $50 and it should have been $90, you know. So, and then two, I want to look at the yard and see what kind of weeds are in the yard and what what shapes it in and then and then also if i can get face to face with that customer i feel like i've got a lot better chance of selling them on the yard because i can yeah. sort of present myself that one guy told you don't even get out of the truck <laughs> yeah that, oh yeah <laughs> don't no, even I, wait don't even get i'm not killing the you're not killing the weeds i'm killing the yeah weeds. that's what old codger told me he said you're not killing the weeds i'm killing the weeds i don't think he could have found a weed. you know them guys that trims their hedges three times a week you know it's like never had a, a blade of grass out of place i'm like whatever man he needs to get up quit watching days of our lives and get out there and do something <laughs> so you you got the pricing sheet is available with once you get the course you'll get videos you'll get that pricing sheet and then if you want to go up the next tier you'll get all those documents and all those videos and the eight weeks personalized in the facebook private group where you'll be doing a live once a week people can directly ask you um any question they have specifically pertaining to their business that's right and i'm in that i'm most likely going to bring in some some other people to help put that together like for instance um i'm here at graham today and when it gets time to talk about your actual equipment you know have one of the graham reps come in and talk to us about that i've got my mentor who is is one of the smartest people i know about grass and understands uh, this information a lot more than I do. So, you know, we get to talking about a, a program. We may get him to come in and help us, uh, you know, be able just to have another voice to be able to answer questions and make it more personalized, you know, because I feel pretty confident in talking to people about what, what it's like in, in my area and the weeds I see. But, you know, somebody might live in a little bit different uh, region and need a little bit different advice. And then tell us uh, – one more story, Jason, that you've never told before. Uh, last time I asked you this, you told us about the guy that told you to not even get out of your truck. But you, you got so many stories, man. Guys are out there listening in their mowers and their trucks and their shops. A- entertain us, Jason Crew. All right, I'll tell you one that happened recently. Now, well, I talk about dogs, you know, and, and then dogs are – I've had some s- several instances with dogs. I mean, one, I had a dog that the, uh, the, the owner said, you know, I'm going to put – the dog was in the backyard because that was my first mistake. I should have put the had the owner put the dog up, but it was something. I think it was just putting out like some kind of granular product. It wasn't really a big deal for the dog to be back there. Well, anyway, he has this uh, chain link fence, and he has a little piece of string, a string loop over the latch on the gate. And so he, he says, make sure you close the gate behind you. So I come in, and I close the gate. And I turn around, and that dog is gone. And he, the dog's one of those smart dogs that he could actually use his nose to lift up the chain link uh, latch. I figured out why that little rope was on there. A customer got mad at me. And it was one of these dogs. looked like when he got out, he wasn't coming back. You know, well, fortunately, uh, the homeowners were able to capture that dog. But uh, another situation where I'm with dogs, I, just, I don't know why I'm <laughs> on dogs today, but I got this English bulldog next door to one of my properties. And they're like, oh, you know, his name's... 
Brutus or something, you know, just looks horrible. And, he, and they say, oh, he's nice. He wouldn't bite anybody. And he's literally, he's literally, I'm riding on my fertilizer spreader, my ride-on spreader, and he's biting the tires oh, on my man. machine. I was like, you tell me he's not going to bite anybody. And of course, they come out and, 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 you know, apologize for their dog. And then recently this year, I got a lady's got two pit bulls. Of course, I'm sure, you know, they They're don't. Nice. They don't bite anybody either. Yeah, right. Well, the the one of them, I, I don't do the backyard on this property. I'm just doing the front yard. And the pit bull is literally backing up and getting a running start and charging the fence. And it was like pig, pig fence or something, a pig wire looking stuff had holes in it, about eight uh, eight inch square holes and he would get a run to start and charge the fence and his, and his teeth hanging out and then he'd back up and do it again and back up and do it again and i thought if that fence gives way this dog it, you know there's gonna be a fight you know yeah. i mean i don't know if i'm gonna win you know by the looks of him so anyway i told her after that i said you're gonna have to put put old uh old poochie up next time i come out you know so ever since then she's puts him up in the house and i mean it's one of these deals i don't even want to hang the invoice on the door because i'm thinking if that dog busts through the door i don't know what i'm gonna do you know so maybe just email her the invoice yeah i love dogs but when i was working at ups they actually would train us you know that thing when you sign it with your package they actually train you how to defend yourself against the dog and how to kind of hit its nose and you know hold it up to protect you and i'm like man we're literally training holding that thing like smacking dogs and things of that nature and i was like man I only did that job for four, three or four years, and yeah. I was like, I, I can't do this anymore, man. Because yeah. when you when you start off, they put you in the hood, and the dogs in the hood are different than the dogs in the suburbs. You know what I mean? I, I, <laughs> and, that's right. And I started off, I wasn't even the driver. I was the helper. So I'd sit in the passenger seat, and Kelly was the driver, and there's some house, he's like, I ain't getting out. And he's like, you take it. And he, he's like, I'll be keeping an eye out for you, and you'd hear, hear the dog, and you watch those videos of the guys that throw the package on the front door, but when there's dogs, man, you just, you just chuck that thing out. <laughs> and uh, you know if it's soft or fragile or whatnot, but I hope there's not a YouTube video of me out there yeah. chucking someone's well, computer. I mean, but when that dog's barking, man, you just give a little toss. What are you supposed to do? I mean, that, to <laughs> me, that's the homeowner's responsibility. You got to keep control of your dog. Man. Well, Jason, we appreciate it. Friends, if you're considering at all fertilization and weed control, and, and you've talked profit margins, you've done it all. You've done, you've cut that grass and make that cash for years. The profit margins, if you dial it in and you actually know what you're doing, is a lot better in weed control and fertilizer. Look at that smile on your face. I tell people all the time, I was like, what, what is so complicated about this? You make $1,000 every day. I mean, I, I like, and, and we were talking about today that if you're a solo operator, you, you, your profit margins for the year come out to around 50% a lot of times. 5 0. Fifty percent profit margin, you know. So now, obviously, if you've got to hire people, it's going to go down. But of course, your revenues go up. But I mean, I'm just saying, if you're out there and you generate a thousand dollars revenue every single day, and for us in the South, it's year round. I mean, I literally could work 365 days a year. So if you're looking for trying to solve your winter income problem, it's great for that. But a thousand dollars a day, and if your profit margins are fifty percent after all your expenses, I mean, you're profiting five hundred dollars a day. I 
said, okay, I mean, that's a, a good business. I'm not going to open up. You know, I told people I failed in a, I started a goofy coupon book fundraising company <laughs> and it was the worst thing I ever did financially just about. And I'm like, it just, if one thing it did, it, it made me realize like, dang, lawn care is actually a pretty good business if you go about it the right way. Awesome. You guys can take a look in today's show notes and uh, get the link to the Weed Control and Fertilization Academy. And we're putting the finishing touches on a brand new website uh, where we'll be featuring it there as well. So as soon as that's out, I'll definitely let you guys know about that. But for now, just uh, take a look at the show's notes and um, Mr. Producer will put there the Weed Control and Fertilization Academy. And uh, you click on that link and it will show you the different tiers of involvement and get yourself educated, especially you guys listening in real time for the winter. This is a great way, you know, instead of watching Netflix or YouTube, watch Jason and learn from the best. So we appreciate it. And I will see you in the college football playoff. We can somehow beat Northwestern this weekend. All right. Good luck in that. If you want to learn how to properly install paper projects and retaining walls, visit theheartscapeacademy.com. There you'll find two different training courses and soon more coming about how to install properly to national guidelines with our own twists and tips and tricks we have learned over 20-some years to properly install these projects. It's a great resource. It's two and a half hours long each at $99. It's a great value at $99 each. If you buy both, there is a bundle special. Be sure to check out theheartscapeacademy.com. Always a good time catching up with Jason Creole. Hey, friends, quick reminder, we are doing our giveaway on December 27th, 2020. This is sponsored by our friends at Gulf Coast Bookkeeping. They're giving away your choice of three prizes to two lucky winners. Let me explain. The two lucky winners are going to get to select what prize they want from the option of they could get Cujo X1 landscape boots. Megan and Joey are going to buy them or maybe you want to go with the yard shoe. You could get the Cujo yard shoe or maybe you want to take your business to the next level and do a one hour coaching session with me, you could select that as well. So those are the three options and two separate people are going to win. And again, Megan and Joey from Gulf Coast Bookkeeping, they are sponsoring this year end giveaway. December 27th will be the drawing, how you get your name in the hat. All you got to do is leave us a rating and review. We appreciate everybody who's been doing that on the next show. I'm going to read some of those ratings and reviews. And don't forget when you leave the rating and review in Apple podcast to also include your Instagram handle or your email address so we can contact you if you win. Now, somebody said, Paul, what if I don't have Apple podcast? Can I still get in? Absolutely. I'm not familiar with the rating review um, with all the other platforms. Cause I'm a personally, I use Apple podcasts and that's where I listen. So if your podcast platform has rating and reviews, leave us a rating and review and your Instagram or email, take a screenshot and then just email to us. Our email address is green industry podcast at gmail.com. Again, that's green industry podcast at gmail.com. And uh, just send us the screenshot there and we'll throw your name into the mix. And then we'll take all of those names on December 27th. Mr. Producer will select two lucky winners and we will contact you and we will find out uh, what prize you want. And again, big shout out and thank you to Gulf Coast Bookkeeping for their kind, generous year and gift to our community. All right, friends, thank you for listening. I really appreciate it. And uh, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, and we will be back soon. 
Hey, it's Marty, producer of the Green Industry Podcast. Sure, the episode's over, but you can stay connected with Paul on Instagram at Paul Jameson, also at Green Industry Podcast. On his YouTube, it's Paul Jameson. And if you're ready to take your business to the next level by raising your rates, please check out Paul's rate increase letter. It's a plug-and-play document that will help you professionally communicate with your existing customers of why you're increasing their rates. Paul's rate increase letter and links to other products and services that you heard about during the episode available in today's show notes. And thank you for listening. This has been a Jameson Media and Mr. Producer production.